0: So the reading is John chapter 16, reading from verse 4, the second part of verse 4. Page 1088. And this is Jesus speaking. I did not say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you, but now I am going to him who sent me. concerning sin because they do not believe in me concerning righteousness because i go to the father and you will see me no longer concerning judgment because of the ruler of this world is judged i still have many things to say to you but you cannot bear them now when the spirit of truth comes he will guide you into all the truth for he will not speak on his own authority But whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore I said that he would take what is mine and declare it to you.
1: Well, good morning. My name is Andy. I'm one of the uh, assistant pastors here at Grace Church, and it's great to be uh, with you this morning. Uh, the outline for the sermon should be on the uh, back of the server sheet, if you have one. But let's pray as we start. Heavenly Father, uh, we meet the Lord Jesus in his word, and so we pray we do that Uh, Now, Please show us great truths about him. Amen. Now, if you are asked what it's like to be a Christian, many would say actually it's quite lonely at work, at school, at university, at the school gate with friends, surrounded by people uh, who don't trust the Lord Jesus, Uh, Stats say that 19 out of 20 people won't go to church today. Pretty much everyone we passed on their way here was on their way to do something else. Uh, Most people in Dulwich have no time for church or the Lord Jesus. It feels quite lonely. Well, we are carrying on our series in the Upper Room Discourse of John 13 to 17. Uh, Jesus is speaking to uh, the apostles the night before his crucifixion preparing them for his departure. The mood is one of fear and loneliness. And to top it all off, they had just heard uh, these words from the Lord Jesus in chapter 15, uh, verse 18, that we looked at last week. If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. As we uh, said last week, the world is John's shorthand Uh, for humanity in rebellion against God. And when the Jesus is gone, these eleven apostles are going to bear the brunt of the world's anger against Jesus, uh, which we saw carries on uh, for Christians today. And so that begs the question in in the feelings of fear and loneliness, how will we ever reach a world that hates Jesus? In the face of opposition, it's hard, isn't it, sometimes even to think, uh, to speak to our colleagues, our friends, our neighbours and family about Jesus in a way that is compelling, a way they would understand. Perhaps we find it even hard to think of others coming to the point of wanting to follow Jesus uh, themselves. How are we going to bear witness in a world that hates Jesus? (laughs) Well, Jesus gives us the headline answer in verse 7, if you look down. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. The Helper, there is the Holy Spirit that Jesus has spoken about already in chapter 14 and 15. And as Jesus explains the work of the Holy Spirit to us, we are meant to be greatly encouraged. If we're following Jesus, we're meant to be encouraged that we can keep going, bearing witness in a world that hates Jesus. Well, if we're here looking in on the Christian faith and we're so glad you're here, well, then these verses describe how Christianity went from 11 scared guys in a room to us here this morning and over 2 billion people worldwide, and what that actually means for each of us personally this morning. And so, what has the Holy Spirit got in store for the world? Well, our first point this morning the Holy Spirit will convict the world. The Holy Spirit will convict the world. Verse 8. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. This language of convicting is uh, one used in the law court, exposing someone's guilt. Uh, maybe think of a detective series like Poirot or Death in Paradise. At the end, they gather all the suspects together and they expose who the murderer was and how it was done and Why? well in the same way the Holy Spirit his work is to convict the world exposing guilt and he does that in three ways firstly verse 9 concerning sin because they do not believe in me the biggest problem we have as human beings is not the stabbing of teenagers at sexual violence or political tyranny as awful as those things are But then when God sent his one and only son into the world, people didn't believe in him. And that attitude continues today. This world refuses to recognise that Jesus is who he says he is and so reject his right rule and authority. And the Holy Spirit is at work convicting people that rejecting Jesus is an awful thing to do. Someone on on dry land uh, may believe in a lifeboat, but they don't entrust themselves to a lifeboat until they find themselves drowning at sea in need of a rescue. And in a similar way, we need to be convicted of sin, of our guilt before God and our desperate need of a rescue before we will trust in the Lord Jesus to be saved. And that is the Spirit's work. Often we think it's impossible to convince people to follow Jesus, and so I, we can be tempted to water down this talk of sin because it is hard to hear for people. But actually, Jesus would say to us today, don't lose heart, keep going. It's the Holy Spirit who convicts of sin. So the Holy Spirit convicts us concerning sin, and secondly, he convicts the world, at verse 10 concerning righteousness because I go to the father and you will see me no longer through his words and his actions uh, Jesus showed the world God's standard of righteousness as he lived the perfect sinless life and so in the same way exposing people's lack of righteousness their self-righteousness indeed I sometimes take my uh, three-year-old son to tennis lessons and the competitive dad in me just rises up and I cannot sometimes resist picking up a tennis racket at the end and smashing down a serve, showing him how it's done. There you go. Um, But then imagine I go to Wimbledon and then I say, uh, hey Rafa, let me show you how it's done. Well, that is completely ridiculous. His standard is so way beyond mine. Now, self righteousness is about looking and saying, Let me show you how it's done to other people. Let me show you how to live. Look at me. But when we encounter a righteousness that is a way beyond ours, we don't try and insist we are righteous, that we match up. We're silenced when the Lord Jesus came into this world, uh, people saw his righteousness up close and they were silenced. People saw they weren't good enough for God. And without Jesus physically present to look to, Jesus says the Holy Spirit will take over at convicting us that we do not match up to God's standards. Thirdly, Uh, Jesus says the Holy Spirit will convict the world concerning judgment, uh, verse 11, because the ruler of this world is judged. Now, the ruler of this world is is an ironic title for Satan. Um, He's not really the ruler. He is leading a rebellion of this world against its creator, Uh, but the rebellion will not succeed. Uh, Jesus had earlier said in chapter 12, 31, now is the judgment of this world, Now will the ruler of this world be cast out. The world thinks of the cross as the place where Jesus uh, was condemned. But Jesus insists it's the other way around. Uh, The cross is uh, where the world is condemned and Satan is defeated, giving a foretaste of the final judgment uh, to come. That is bad news for Satan. But it's also bad news for all those who have sided with him because if the rebellion has failed and the leader of the rebellion has been put down, well, then all those who are fighting in that rebel cause will also lose. Jesus' work on earth was to convict people that those who oppose him will end up on the losing side. And now Jesus says the Holy Spirit will take over at doing the same. And so that Jesus' work on earth was one of convicting people, of uh, rejecting him, of their failure to be righteous and the judgment to come. And the Holy Spirit continues this work in the world today. Notice then, just in passing, that we can't separate the work of the Holy Spirit from the work of Jesus Uh, They're not two warring partners in the Christianity boardroom trying to take the company in different directions. The Spirit continues Jesus' work today in the world by pointing us to Jesus, as we have been thinking about already in our service. Uh, Just as a floodlight doesn't seek to draw attention to itself, but if done well, lights up a building, so the Holy Spirit doesn't seek to draw attention to himself, but to light up Jesus, to point us to Him, to see His glory, as Jesus says uh, later on. But so often, uh, the reason I struggle to visualize my friends coming to faith in Jesus is because I think they just don't need anything. How can I convince them of their need for Jesus? Well, that is the work of the Holy Spirit. And He can do so whether they appear to need Him or not and so we as Christians we don't have to be ambulance chases if I can put it like that uh, waiting for people to hit a crisis and then come swinging in with the gospel as the answer because the Holy Spirit can convict anybody whether they appear strong or weak at the moment even when our culture is against us even when our arguments seem very feeble and weak the Holy Spirit will convict the world of sin righteousness and judgment but how does that happen well jesus goes on to explain in verses 12 to 15 the holy spirit will work in the world by first working in the apostles so that the spirit will convict the world through the apostles words verses 12 to 15 the apostles have a big job to do, don't they? Uh, they are to bear witness uh, to Jesus in a world that hates him. They're going to preach, they're going to teach, persuade, defend, and indeed write. They've got a good start. Uh, they've had their own eyes and ears, their memories. But they'll need help beyond that. Because it's got to be absolutely true. And that's where Jesus says the Holy Spirit comes in. Have a look at verse 12. Jesus says uh, the Holy Spirit will bring glory to him as he transfers the truth from Jesus uh, to the apostles. Now, this promise is really the basis of the New Testament that we have in front of us in our hands, that the Holy Spirit will guide them into truth as they wrote it all down, making sure they know all that needs to be known about Jesus. Also, Jesus can be brought to a bigger audience. I don't really understand the world of PR and publishing. Um, In my uh, minimal understanding, uh, PR is about a company or brand uh, working out communication strategies to promote their brand uh, to a target audience, uh, trying not to make a hash of it like the royals in the Caribbean. Uh, But the PR is about getting the biggest audience for their brand, Well, that is kind of like what the Holy Spirit does for Jesus. He extends Jesus' words and works uh, to people who live across the world throughout history, all through the apostles' words, the words we have in front of us in the Bible. Uh, Just notice then, as another aside, uh, verse 13 is often uh, misused and directly applied to us in the here and now it's particularly used when people want to change what is taught in the bible uh, they say something like the spirit is leading us into new truth or we need a fresh word from the spirit but when we look at these words carefully well yes the spirit does guide us into truth but he does so through the words he's going to give the apostles And so then we can't separate the Spirit's work from the word we have in front of us or indeed bypass it when it comes to being led by the Spirit into God's truth because as we've sung earlier, as we open up the Bible, we meet Jesus in his word by his Spirit. I put the publication process, if you like, on the handout and it's on the screen. It starts with God the Father, verse 15 all that the father has is mine the father shares all truth with Jesus the son and then the Holy Spirit receives all that belongs to Jesus have a look at verse 14 he will take what is mine and declare it to you so the truth goes from the father to the son to the spirit to the 11 apostles now they then take what the Holy Spirit told them and declare it to the world And people are then convicted of their sin and turn to Jesus to be saved. Actually, we see this happening uh, in Acts chapter two. The Holy Spirit uh, came at Pentecost so powerfully to the apostles. He empowered Peter to speak about Jesus, not the Spirit. And at the end of his sermon, he said uh, the words on the handout and on the screen, let all the house of Israel Therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? This is by and large the the same crowd who had called for Jesus to be crucified just a month earlier. Now they are convicted of their sin. Why? Well, not because Peter is a better preacher than Jesus. Jesus but because the spirit is at work they come to a point where they say what shall we do and Peter says to them repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit so those who received his word were baptized and there were added that day around 3,000 souls The church goes from 12 to 3,012. That's not bad for an impromptu guest event, is it? And then the gospel gets passed on and on. The same words to other people, they get convicted of sin, they repent, they receive the spirit, they pass on the word to other people, and on it goes. This is how the spirit extends Jesus' ministry to the world. These words we have in the Bible, these Holy Spirit declared words, when shared with the world, bring people from death to life. We are actually me to that in this room uh, this morning. If we went around the room and asked each other how we became a Christian, well, we'd hear different stories. But in every case, uh, God spoke about his son, Jesus, in words declared by the Holy Spirit that were shared with us by our parents uh, by a friend at university, perhaps, a colleague, uh, we heard these words, convicted of our sin, that we'd fallen way short of God's righteous standards and so d- deserve judgment, uh, which led us to put our trust in Jesus. We are at examples here today of the Spirit's work in the world through the pages of the Bible. Well, the big application to the apostles in the room and to us today is to be enormously encouraged against a backdrop of fear and loneliness and bearing witness in a world that hates Christians. The encouragement is that we're not on our own. The spirit will be actively at work convicting people through the apostles' words. This is how uh, Jesus can say it, it's for our advantage. that he goes away. He ushers in a new age of the spirit that cuts across geography and history. We may sometimes think, if, if only I lived when Jesus was on earth, I could bring my colleague to a lunchtime talk with Jesus himself as a speaker. Or, uh, or as a church, we could book Jesus uh, for next year's guest events. Wouldn't that be great? Yet every time the Bible is opened at church or at a guest event or with a colleague one-to-one or a friend, Jesus is at work by his spirit through his word to convict people of their need for him and to bring new life in him. And if you're here looking in to the Christian faith, perhaps even as you hear these words this morning, you realise that it's awful not to believe in jesus that actually i'm not righteous i don't match up to god's standards and there is a judgment to come and i need to avoid that i need the rescue well the rescue is yours if you respond the same way as the crowd did to peter to repent to turn back to god and receive the forgiveness of sins And for us as Christians, when I I feel weak and powerless to persuade others of the truth of the Christian faith, I don't need to dig deep within myself for greater persuasiveness. I share the words of the Bible and look to the Holy Spirit and pray. Because he is the one who will convict people of sin, righteousness and judgment and bring them to saving faith. Uh, William McCullough was a minister in Cambuslang in Scotland in the 18th century. He was known actually as the ale minister because when he got up to preach, some in the congregation got up to go to the pub. And yet in his weakness, he proclaimed Jesus from the scriptures and the Holy Spirit was at work. God used his sermons in that part of Scotland in 1742, bringing hundreds of people to put their trust in the Lord Jesus. How then will we ever reach a world that hates Jesus? Well, through the powerful work of the Holy Spirit, working through his word. The great encouragement here this morning that even the hardened cynic, the most disinterested friend, the apathetic teenager, the colleague who seems to lack nothing can come and be convicted of their need for Jesus. Jesus the Holy Spirit will be with his people to continue Jesus' work in the world. Uh, Just as I close, the the pastor theologian Don Carson writes uh, this on these verses. I would quit all forms of Christian ministry immediately if I were not convinced that the Holy Spirit is working in the world to convict it of its sin, righteousness and judgment. I have no confidence that on my own I could successfully persuade anyone of their deepest need for Jesus and of the truth of the gospel. And so this passage reassures us that far from being abandoned to the task of witness, we are privileged to be the chosen instruments by which the Holy Spirit performs his ministry. Even when everything looks weak, even when the culture seems against us, the Holy Spirit can turn anyone to Jesus through his words and so if we want to see god's spirit at work today then we'll want to be involved in that work of sharing the word about jesus uh, with others let's pray heavenly father we thank you for the gift of the holy spirit that he is at work today in the world That he brings people to knowledge of of sin, righteousness and judgment, confronts them and convicts them that they may turn to the Lord Jesus. We pray that you would powerfully uh, work in Dulwich uh, and the rest of the world. And please help us, Father, to be encouraged that that is the case, that you are at work today. Amen. Thank you.